Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Tuesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producers Jihei Wiley and our Money Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Tuesday? I am awesome, not only because you are back, Arash, but also because those Tar Heels, dreaded Tar Heels, did not win. So I am ecstatic. Go KU, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. That was a great game. And I was thinking about you, Jihei, during it because I was, you know, it, it had to have been some sort of consolation to see UNC choke like that in, in the title game. Yeah, oh, definitely. It was it was glorious. I'm not gonna lie, especially to come back by 16, uh, which I think was like the largest deficit in college history. So, I, but I think I'm assuming that we're gonna get to this because this is has to be like the topic of the day. Uh, oh, right for heavens. sure. Yeah. I mean, but listen. So I was I am in New Orleans. I was at the game last night. We do have to start there. So let's, without any further ado, let's get to today's headlines. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Well, like we said, Kansas completed the greatest comeback in Final Four history by coming back from 16 points down to beat North Carolina. It capped one of the greatest NCAA tournaments ever. What do you guys think of the championship game and the tournament overall? It was amazing. It was an amazing tournament. Uh, We were obviously in Vegas for the first weekend, as is the place to be for the first weekend of the tournament. Uh, I was lucky enough to be at the... uh, Championship game last night at the Superdome in New Orleans. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. Um, you know, sold out crowd. It is actually one of the cheapest tickets to get if you're thinking about going to a big sporting event sometime in the future. Mainly because obviously Duke fans don't want to go to that game. Villanova fans don't want to go to that game. So, you know, you can get in the door. You can get in the door last night for about 40 five dollars and so uh, that would not have been the case if 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 duke had won if duke had won saturday uh the game on monday night the cheapest thing it would have been about 150 160 so uh it was a fantastic game amazing comeback to and i was thinking of you as well you know first i was thinking of you when uh when North Carolina took a 16-point lead, I'm like, you know, Jihei's probably not loving this. And then slowly but surely, you could see the momentum shift, and then Kansas comes back and completes the greatest comeback in Final Four history. Uh, absolutely amazing. Jihei, I know you were loving it. Oh, this was incredible. I mean, I have tons of friends that are actually uh, from both sides of the spectrum, right? Uh, both went to North Carolina, both went to uh kansas as well so um definitely rooting for kansas and what a phenomenal comeback i mean what a great uh, great comeback to to just even be a part of i mean i wasn't entirely scared but i was definitely frustrated uh when it comes to you know how far down they were i mean 16 points that's a lot that's a huge deficit to come back from so i was definitely uh i was feeling it for uh bill self and the rest of the team but man i am so ecstatic for uh for my guy remy martin la local remy martin so i i'm psyched for him i'm psyched for that whole entire team uh psyched that north that north carolina didn't win so i i can't i can't even imagine um you know what those kids are going through right now as they go back uh, home and get 
Charlie that hero's welcome, which they avidly deserve. To go from down 16 and then erase it the way that they did, it was so effortless. And then it felt like Kansas was going to pull away then. And then North Carolina resisted that. It was just a great game overall. I was honestly surprised that Caleb Love was not able to get UNC the W. It it felt like it was going to be his tournament, but a great game nonetheless. Yeah, and especially with that last second shot as well, right? I was thinking that, you know, okay, well, he'll probably turn it around and we'll go into overtime, but then that didn't happen, that air ball, and then um, Manic just slipping and sliding on the back of uh, the baseline and not being able to get free as well. So, I mean, the the whole entire game was filled with drama, but it was great, and that's why March is madness, and that's why um, you know, Kansas can have their one shining moment. Well, Arash, you tweeted out some pictures of the terrible sight lines at the game at the Superdome. The NCAA likes holding the Final Four in an NFL stadium. They've done it for years. Uh, but do you think that should change? I really do think it should change. Uh, GK, I am not a tall man. I am a short man. I bought tickets. They were lower level tickets. I was very excited about that. Um, when no one was there, I'm like, okay. I could see the court. No one sat during the entire time. And I don't want to tell, you know, you know, Kansas fans, maybe they like standing up. UNC fans perhaps like standing up. As luck would have it, like I'm behind like a six foot nine man and a, you know, six foot something other a couple. And I'm like, I literally couldn't see the game. Um, so I, I moved down, quite frankly. Um, and, and that happens because these are... Um, makeshift seats not a lot of thought is put into them you know one seat is like one inch higher than the next so if someone's tall is standing in front of you but the sight lines are terrible but gee it was packed last night Seventy thousand fans at the superdome to watch a college basketball game the toothpaste is out of the bottle you're not gonna they're not gonna have the final four they're not gonna have the championship game in a twenty thousand seat venue when they know they can sell 65, 70,000 seats. So the atmosphere was amazing. I enjoyed the majority of the game from my seat, which was not, uh, you know, where I, I could watch the game. But I felt, I mean, there was a lot of kids in the crowd. And quite frankly, they couldn't see the court. I mean, people don't really understand. Like when you're watching the game on TV, obviously you have the best view in the house, right? You're, you're just watching the game. But for a lot of fans watching a college basketball game, in a football stadium it does not work i mean this just goes to show you how greedy the ncaa is this just goes to show you i mean i i agree with you i personally would love you know what twenty-five thousand people to be watching this game it makes it a little bit more exclusive um but at the same time i i get it i i get that they want to make as much money as humanly possible for college basketball and this is how they can do it so um i get the money aspect i don't agree with it uh, but it's also because I'm not, you know, I, I don't need that kind of money, I guess. I don't know. So I, I don't know. I, would they, should they change it? I would like that just because I'm, I may be tall-ish. No, I'm only 5'9", and I say only because I grew up in the land of the trees out here in Manhattan Beach. But, um, you know, there are, there are moments where I can't even see the game, right? I mean, I, I think that I would probably be in the same position as you if I happened to be in, in behind somebody that was almost seven feet tall and, and not being able way, to watch the game. This, this will not change. I mean, they yeah. announced the locations for the next few Final Fours. It's going to be in the stadium of the, uh, of the Cardinals in Phoenix. It's going to be in Houston uh, where the Texans play. I mean, for, for the foreseeable future, it won't change. These games will be happening in football stadiums. The question is, 
Will it at some point be in Los Angeles? At SoFi, I've been told not because it is an indoor um, outdoor facility. You can't have the chance of a strong wind or something like that happening. It could be in Las Vegas in the not too distant future, but uh, it, it's a good conversation to have. But the but this will not change for, for the next 10 years at least these games will be happening in pro football stadium well pitchers and catchers will have the option arash uh using a newly tested signaling devices as they decide what pitches to throw in the upcoming regular season this technology could help to advance major league baseball beyond the risk of these sign stealing scandals that have plagued the sport in the past decade are you happy about this or too little too late after the Houston Astros stole the Dodgers World Series. It's too little too late, you know, and it's not just Houston, of course. It's the Boston Red Sox. That one does not hurt as much because I can safely say the Red Sox were the better team that year. But quite, quite frankly, those two World Series that the Dodgers lost, sign stealing was involved. Way more so in Houston. The fact that they still hang a championship banner and have that trophy is an absolute joke. I don't want that trophy, but I do not believe Houston deserves that trophy so um you know i i i think it's too little too late but i'm happy i'm happy major league baseball is finally doing something about this i'm happy that they are taking control of this because this is not right this is not right yeah no i i mean yeah too little too late i mean this is this is something i'm glad that they're at least attempting to i guess right or wrong right and and make it so that this goes this kind of goes away but yeah this I wish that this. Te- I feel like this technology could have c- come earlier, right? Yeah. Because sign stealing's always been a thing. This has always been a um, a hindrance in the game uh, and an advantage. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm also of the ad of the uh, the mindset of you ain't you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's I don't know. It's it's something that they should have done years ago, generations ago, even really to try and. Uh, fix this problem but I, I at least i'm glad that they're doing it now i'm yeah. i'm confused can can you go into a little bit more detail Raj, about how this is going to work because i can't really picture well this. no it's a great question because i mean i mean the, the story came out and and we don't really know but i mean they are going through the process of figuring out a way to to uh you know, to to curtail this. So, yeah, I mean, if you want a more nuanced uh, uh, breakdown, I think we're going to have to wait for Major League Baseball to do that. But I guess my view, too little, too late for the Dodgers. It does not give them that 2017 World Series Championship 2018. Um, again, I, that one doesn't hurt as much because I can safely say Boston was the better team. But at the end of the day, who knows? At, at the end of the day, they were proven to have cheated in both of those situations where the Dodgers lost in 2017 and 2018. You know, this this isn't even debatable. Major League Baseball said sign stealing was involved, cheating was involved. I don't want those trophies. But I don't want, I certainly don't want Houston to have that trophy. Yeah, no, that's, it's definitely, definitely not fair. Well, can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning the Lakers. It's not a show without mentioning the Lakers here um, on the Arash Markazi <laughs> show. They play the Suns in Phoenix tonight, Arash, and if they lose, their season will essentially be over. They're two games back of the Spurs, but in reality, three games back because San Antonio holds the tiebreaker with just four games left in the season. The Lakers still, though, have to play the Golden State Warriors and Nuggets as well. What are we thinking? 
No, listen, their season is over. I mean, it's over as we're talking right now. It'll <laughs> certainly be over when they lose to the Suns. They're probably not going to beat the Warriors. They're not going to beat the Nuggets. At this point, I, I don't even know if they're going to beat the Thunder. Uh, listen, this has been a disastrous season. I'm actually happy that they're not in this play-in tournament because we've seen... Listen, they've, they've played the Pelicans enough times at this point. We get it. The Pelicans are the superior team. There's no reason to play that game in New Orleans. There's no reason to play that game in Los Angeles. I don't even want to say, well, if they find a way to win that game, listen, they're not winning that game. If they, Even if they did, they're not beating the Bulls, they're not beating the Clippers. Just this, just put put this season to rest. Put this season to rest. Um, so, uh, you know, the conversation bucket we've been having is like, okay, this season's done. What are they going to do next season? I think the easiest decision that they make, the simplest one without a question, is a new head coach. Frank Vogel is gone. What are some of the names that you've heard that, you know, could potentially be the next head coach of this team? So Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report released an article this morning, actually, about a couple of candidates. One, Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz head coach. The Jazz have been going south fast, so that one makes a lot of sense. And he has a very good resume. Doc Rivers was the other name he mentioned. Personally, I think Laker fans would flip out if they did that because Doc has kind of soured on the Philly fans. So much so, in fact, that Philly fans are like, please take him away from us. please." <laughs> and then the other names that were mentioned in the article, two names stuck out. Mike Brown, former Lakers coach, former coach of LeBron James. And then the last one. Although unlikely, they did mention Kurt Rambis stepping from the front office to the coaching staff, which to me, I mean, wow. If they were to hire Kurt Rambis, you take a disastrous season and you basically make it three times worse. The fan base would flip out. Yeah, I think that that'd be a great, you know, PR moment, I guess. But Quinn Schneider is the one that makes the most sense to me because he is he's the most successful coach and uh, I'm not gonna not gonna lie gonna be a little Duke bias on that one um, but love love me some Quinn Schneider and love what I love what he's done in the NBA making that transition over and uh, and look how well he has done yes Utah is on a downward slump right now but I don't think that that's his fault <laughs> no so I yeah I would be all about Quinn Schneider I think that's the, probably the best hire if you're only looking at that list. Um, but I, I, I got nothing else as far as that list is concerned. By the way, no retreads. I mean, no no disrespect, but, you know, Kurt Rambis was a former Lakers coach. That didn't really work out, no. quite frankly. Mike Brown was a former Lakers coach. That, that didn't work out. Doc is an interesting one to me because he has won a championship, and Laker fans can knock him, but he did play them twice in the finals. Uh, they, they they won in 2008, and Doc still contends to, to this day. If they were healthy, they would have won in 2010. So uh, the Doc is a, you know, I know his name is not as as big as it was when he came to the Clippers. I don't know. I mean, they just want a coach that they can respect. And by the way, this takes me back. They're, they're top two choices. The two guys that they could have had back when they hired Frank Vogel, Monty Williams and Ty Lue. In my book, two of the best coaches in, in the league. They could have had them. They lowballed them, and they don't have well, them. Well, you know what? That that That's what happens with Laker Nation. You guys get a little too big for your britches. Um, well, some breaking news, Arash. Tiger Woods is no longer a game-time decision. He says, at least for now, that he's planning to play this week in the Masters. Huge, huge news. Um... Will you guys watch the Masters regardless of whether or not Tiger is in there 
You know, so I'm more of a tiger. You know, I mean, there's nothing better when I say there's nothing better. I mean, there, there's few things better in sports than tiger fighting for the lead on a Sunday in a big major, like the Masters or something like that. So, you know, if if, if tiger uh, and just happy to see, see see that news that that he is planning to play, I will watch the Masters because tiger is involved. Generally speaking, am I watching the Masters regardless? Uh, if it's on TV, if I'm gonna go um, hang out with GA and grab a drink at the bar, I'll I'll peek at who's in the lead, but I'm not intently watching. Quite frankly, and I don't hate to admit it, because I think I, I I will represent a large portion of the country. I'm a Tiger Woods golf fan. If Tiger Woods is playing any major, I will watch it. It, 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 you know, but if he's not, I'm, I'm not not watching it, but I'm not intently watching it. Yeah, no, I think you're like majority of America, unfortunately, because golf is such an upper echelon sport um, that I mean, it's not cheap. It's just like hockey. It's very similar to hockey in my in my respect is that it's expensive to play. You gotta, you have to either be part of a country club or you have to be part of, or be able to have those facilities. It's just, it's not very. Um, for every man, I guess, is a better way of saying it. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to be watching the Masters regardless because I, I do enjoy golf. But it's going to make it a lot more interesting now that Tiger's there. Um, a lot more eyes are definitely going to be on it. And I'm sure that the Masters and um, what is it, ABC, who uh, is broadcasting the Masters, is going, thank you, Lord, for Tiger making this announcement yeah. right because uh their numbers just went from mediocre to oh my gosh astronomical and wonderful so i, I think that you know anytime tiger's in there everybody's going to be watching i don't know how intently they'll be watching i don't know if they're going to be watching from thursday on uh but there will be definitely more eyes uh, myself included what about you armand I'm, I'm the same way if tiger's involved i'll watch golf if not <laughs> Probably not, but like Arash said, might peek in at the leaderboard. I don't know what they expect Tiger to say when they ask him this question, but they asked him if he thinks he can actually realistically win this weekend, and of course he said <laughs> yes. But he yeah. did say it in a very confident demeanor, and that is, you know, per the course for Tiger. But I really think that without Tiger, the game is not the same, and that's you know not that hot of a take because tiger is the most legendary golfer to ever live yeah no argument there well arash you were at wrestlemania on saturday and sunday in texas and we missed you you were also in the final four on monday in nolens um what was that experience like and what were done of the highlights you know it, it was amazing uh you know so the two night WrestleMania took place at um, AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Over 70,000 fans on Saturday and on Sunday. The highlight, I mean, if you were an old school fan, Gigi, and I forget if you were watching back in the day, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin for the first time in over a decade come back, and he looked great. And shout out to the El Segundo Brewing Company. Stone Cold's beer was there, and I mean, th there was more mention of the El Segundo Brewing Company uh, than, than they could have possibly imagined. So not only did you get Stone Cold Steve Austin in night one, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon night two. And Mr. McMahon took the worst Stone Cold stunner of all time. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. And then uh, fast forward, it, it's a very short flight from uh, Texas to New Orleans. So uh, got in in time to want the uh, championship game 
Monday night. Absolutely amazing uh, to be at a historical game. The biggest comeback in a championship game history. So that was fun. I'm going to stick around New Orleans for a few days here. Enjoy some beignets, some uh, Cafe Olay from uh, Cafe Du Monde. Uh, but no, it's been an amazing, it's amazing atmosphere and excited, guys, by the way, that these events are going to be coming to Los Angeles. Next year, WrestleMania will be in Los Angeles. We don't know if we're going to get the Final Four again. Issue there so far is a indoor slash outdoor facility. So we'll see about that. Um, all right, let's leave it there for now. Uh, again, I am in New Orleans. I was at the championship game last night. I want to play for you guys some uh, highlights of the press conference after Kansas won. So we'll play that when, when we come back right here on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hey guys, Jihei from the Rosh Markazi Show. Tons of people, by the way, take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I know I can use that. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com com slash believe that's b-l-e-a-v again that's athleticgreens.com slash believe these statements don't have been evaluated by the food and administration drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens guys take ownership of your health this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio still clown Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to a future Kings or Galaxy game, call our hotline 310-400-0340. As I mentioned before, I am in New Orleans. I was at the championship game last night. Kansas is the national champions, defeating North Carolina, coming back from... uh, 16 points down. Biggest comeback in championship game history. Jihei, as you're watching that, what are you what are you thinking? I was nervous for you, even though Duke is not involved. I know you did not want to see the North Carolina Tar Heels, which you normally call them something else. <laughs> you did not want to see them win that national championship. Of course not. If you are a Duke fan and you root for North Carolina, you are not a Duke fan. You are not a Duke alumni. You are you just can't. Same thing with North Carolina as well. You know, those tar holes, they don't root for any Dookie. But you know what I was thinking? It's 16 points. They have the best team in the nation. They can come back, and they did. And Bill Self is just a a testament to Bill Self and being able to rally those guys and bring them back. 
know that about that. And speaking of Bill Self, I was at the game last night. I do want to play for you guys some of the press conference. Let's now hear from Kansas coach Bill Self and his players following last night's national championship win. We're joined now by Sue Nevy from Kansas National Championship Basketball Players, Christian Brown, Dewan Harris, Jalen Wilson, Remy Martin, Ochai Abaji, David McCormick, and Mitch Lightfoot. The trophy is here as well, and we'll get Coach Self as soon as he's ready. We're going to start with questions for the student-athletes. Let's go up front on the right side. Shea Wildeboard, JayhawksLand.com. For any couple of you guys, down 15 at the half, what was the message? And for you guys, what was the key to the second half to remain patient and um, kind of chip away um, at that lead? We'll ask Ochai to take that and Mitch. Uh, I would say, you know, it kind of just it kind of uh, took us back to when we were at K-State. Um, the message, I mean, was obviously different. Coach was, he obviously challenged us and, you know, he was amped up in there. But it was just a matter of us playing our game and executing in the second half and uh, taking away what they were, you know, what they were getting at in the first, in the first half. Mitch. Um, I would say, I said this uh, a couple days ago in, in media, with, with a group of guys as experienced as this and that have been around and uh, know each other so well, it's kind of it's hard to see, see them, us get rattled. And uh, I think we uh, bounced back at halftime. Coach had a great message for us, and uh, he challenged us to be better and uh, to have, some, to have uh, more pride, and uh, we did that. Next question is going to be for Matt from the Lawrence Journal World. Matt Tate, Lawrence Journal World. I'm just curious what, what sparked that in the second half. Coach said you really got after him there, and, and I wonder if it, there was something specific and also if you saw how it affected North Carolina. Uh, it was Dewan. Um, Dewan, he, he sparked that in the second half. Coach said it in the locker room right there. Um, just his defensive pressure uh, kind of just rubbed off on everyone else. Uh, and then that's, that's where we got that momentum from on the defensive end and, and everything else, uh, you know, fell in place on the offense. Duan, what does that make you feel like when you hear that? Uh, really, I just wanted to go. I didn't want to lose. You know, this is my, my last. I, when I came to college, I came to college with them besides Remy. So I just wanted to give my all for them. That's all it was. On the right side of the room, Mike, we're going to use that front right microphone. Yeah, this is for David. Um, what does it feel like for you to score the last two baskets of a championship game after oh, all the things you've been through in your career, the criticism, the injuries that you've had to fight through? Can you sort of capsulize what, all, what that means to you? Um, it's just, uh, it was a big play and it shows how much trust coach and my teammates have in me. Um, you know, coach called to play and said that we're going to throw it inside and, you know, we have trust in you and faith in you for you to uh, deliver and get us a basket. And I really, um, I just prevailed and I made the basket happen. I just uh, appreciate them for allowing me to uh, have that opportunity. On that, uh, on, on, this, on the first of those two, when you got the offensive rebound and both Armando and Brady were on you, you didn't hesitate to go back up. I mean, you had three open teammates, four open teammates at that point, but you went right back up. Can you, can you talk about why you were able to finish that play? Um, game's on the line. You got adrenaline pumping. If you got a desire, you're going to go get it. You know, I snatched a rebound with two hands. The coach talks about just keeping the ball high and going right back up. Um, and that's the only thing that was going through my mind. I'm right here. I, we work on touch shots every day. I'm able to use both hands when I get a quick basket and get back on uh, defense. Coach, let's ask you to give us a statement here, and then we'll get back into some questions. Is the trophy angle okay on the camera? There we go. Sorry. Hate to have you guys part with that so soon. But go ahead, Coach. Uh, uh, I think we're probably all a little overwhelmed and spent. and uh, I don't know that I've ever had a team flip the script like we have probably in the NCAA tournament. Uh, 
whether it be Miami in the lead eight or, or whether it be uh, this game. But, but uh, you know, be special to win regardless. Uh, but to win when your team had to fight and come back the way they did uh, uh, and show that much grit uh, makes this one uh, off the charts. I, I thought this would be good, and this is a heck of a lot better than I thought it would be. We're going to take another question up front on the left. Zach. Yeah, Zach Boyer from the Lawrence Journal World. Uh, Christian, I'm wondering for you, you had the assignment on Love there in the last four seconds, uh, and he's taking that three. What's going through your mind at that point? How do you defend him, and what do you see now when he misses the rim? Yeah, we were uh, switching everything, and I switched on to him. Uh, we were trying to make him, you know, obviously uh, take a two. Um, and then it was just me and him one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I, thought, I thought I got a pretty good hand up, um, and it looked short, you know, from when he shot it. Um, when I turned around, it was short. So, um, you know, when it came off, it felt good. Back right of the room, Zach. Uh, Zach Brazil of New York Post. David said out, out there at halftime he was smiling. It was kind of like, you know, just do what we do. And, but that kind of guys were looking at him weird that he, he was, despite the deficit, he was encouraged. What did you guys think of kind of his reaction to where you guys were at that point? Zach, you want to direct that to? Any of the guys. Uh, Ocha, you want to respond? Um, Wait, I was gonna say, go ahead. See, I was directly at CB. Yeah, yeah, I was, it was me, definitely. He was looking at me, and I'm like, why are you smiling, dude? Like, we're down 15. Uh, and he's telling me, like, man, like, keep your head up, like, keep going, we'll be all right. We've been here before. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I've ever been here before. You know? <laughs> now, 15 in the national championship, I've definitely never been there. So, man, uh, but we're just proud of him, and, you know, he, you know, he kept us going, and then obviously uh, hit a really big shot. On the right side toward the front, Jeff. Jeff Borzello, ESPN. Uh, Bill, after the Miami comeback, you said your, your halftime speech was mostly, I told them we need to play better. Uh, did you just kind of run that inspiration back today at halftime, or did, what did you say? There wasn't much inspiration. Uh, I did tell them before the, uh, the half was over, I said, which would be harder, being down nine with two minutes left or being down 15 with 20? And they all said being down nine with two minutes left. I said, so this, we can do this, and, and, uh, because that's the way it was in 08. So... Uh, and, you know, we, we, we got, what did we get, three or four stops in a row to start the half, and 15 went to nine like that, and it was anybody's game. So uh, uh, it was pretty special how, how one triggered that uh, start the second half. Third row on the left side. Coach, Sam Lance with 24-7 Sports. You said you've talked to your dad more in the past couple months than you have uh, you know, whenever he was alive. Did he say anything to you well, during or after this one? Well, when I, I said that, you know, I talked to my dad a lot when he was, when he was alive, but, but uh, not as much as he wanted me to. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was uh, the thing about the way, and, and, and so many, uh, uh, you know, parents that are my age, uh, you know, grew up with families that lived through the Depression and the Dust Bowl and everything else. And so uh, he always felt that... Uh, you know, nothing was ever given. Everything had to be earned. And so uh, I think he would be very proud of this team uh, because he knows without question they earned what happened tonight. And you wanted to follow up, so let's keep that yeah, mic on. I, I also wanted to ask you about Ochai really fast. Is he the most accomplished player that you've ever coached and maybe in Kansas basketball history? No, he's not in Kansas basketball history. I, I, gotta, I can't say that. I, I think Danny was pretty good, too. And, and, uh, uh, but he's second. They're, 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 I, 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 he's, the, he's the most accomplished player that we have had at our university 
since Danny. I mean, to think that four years, win the national championship, win the league, uh, win, the, win the Big 12 tournament, uh, win the uh, uh, NCAA tournament to be a most outstanding player. Uh, we've never had anybody. We may have had some guys that had comparable years, but never had anybody uh, cap it off like what he has other than D. Up front, center, USA Today. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Scott Cleason with USA Today. You'd said earlier, you know, that one's not enough as far as championships go. I was hoping you could put into perspective what this means for a program you know, that demands and really craves championships. Well, you know, uh, you know these, don't, these don't fall off trees. I mean, they're, they're hard to get. And so, uh, you know, the first one we got, and it was great and everything, and we've knocked on the door since then but haven't been able to punch the ticket, so to speak. So uh, I, I think when, 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 the, when there's an all-time winningest program, when uh, – uh, uh, just by a slim margin, though, and when the inventor of the game was your first coach and when the likes of Adolph Rupp comes from Kansas and Dean Smith comes from Kansas and Wilt Chamberlain comes from Kansas, the expectations are such where being good is okay, but it's not enough. And so nobody's ever put pressure on me. we got to win another one. But I think I put pressure on myself knowing that this place deserves more than what we've won. About six rows back on the right side. Lane, right in front of you. There we go. Hey there. Um, obviously, Kansas has had some famous miracles in the past with, you know, Mario's miracle and also Danny and the miracles. And, you know, obviously, there wasn't really one player tonight that stood out and, you know, got it done for the team. And Coach Self, I was wondering if you could <laughs> – sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were... – <laughs> what was that again? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so – Kansas has had a fair amount of miracle teams with Danny and the Miracles and Mario's Miracle. Yeah, uh -huh. And, I, you know, I don't know if any one player gets the name after no. it for this game, but I'm wondering if you could talk about how that's maybe different than, you know, previous Kansas teams have been in that this was such a balanced well, attack. Well, you, you know, when, when Rio, the, he made the shot and it was Mario, Mario's Miracle and, you know, it's, it's stuck. But Darrell Arthur was actually the best player in that game, you know, but Mario gets all the credit, which he deserves for making the shot. I think all seven of these guys would be totally content after being around them all year long that this is a 2022 miracle. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, think they would, I think they'll enjoy it more not having a name attached to it because that's how we played all year long. Up front in the center. Hey, this is for coaching a couple of players. Does this championship kind of fill the void from, from 2020? I know, you know during the week we talked about um, not being able to play yeah. with that with that team uh, because of COVID, but does this kind of fill a little bit of that void that you all didn't get a chance to, you know, kind of do well, it? And then secondly, for the players, are y'all ready to run it back again? Yeah. Well, you, you need to ask a new group of players. Most of these guys will be gone <laughs> next year. Uh, 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 but uh, you know, with the 2020, uh, I think in 2020 we would have sold out on winning one whenever it was before 22. So uh, I, I, I don't know that this, to, to me, uh, Devon was here tonight, Dope couldn't be here, Marcus couldn't be here, and Isaiah couldn't be here. But, but uh, to me, this was partially one for them too. I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, it's partially one for them. So uh, because uh, uh, I always thought the 2020 team was better. Uh, more equipped to do well in the NCAA tournament, 
uh, after the way these kids have played the last uh, month, I, I think this team can play with any team that Kansas has ever put on the floor. Up front to the right, Kansas City. Gary Bedore, uh, Oach, Bill just said a lot of nice things about you. You also were MVP of this whole thing. What's your reaction to being MVP of the tournament or the Final Four and what about what Coach said about Danny and you and all that? Uh, you know, he, he talked to me um, about it, obviously, you know, on the podium here, uh, there just then and then in the podium when we were in, uh, uh, in Chicago. Um, but I wouldn't say, you know, winning the, winning the most outstanding player of this, uh, I don't really care because we won the national championship. Um, but if I really had a most outstanding player throughout the whole entire, you know, Final Four, it would be David. Um, he's been my guy. We got here, we got here, you know, at the same time. And, um, you know, these goals and these dreams, you know, that we're living right now, we never would have thought of, you know, uh, when we first set foot on campus. But now living it and, you know, living it with him and, and uh, you know, leaving here with, with, uh, with history and history in our name, it just means so much to, to the both of us and obviously Mitch and all the guys here. So, On the right side, just to the left of the aisle. Right where, right where you're at. Uh, Sean Paul at the field of 68. Mitch, you played six years of college basketball with Kansas. Can you describe your feelings now that it's over, your college career is done? How are you feeling that you ended it with a national title? Wow. Um, what a way to what a way to go out. I'm so so happy for these guys. So happy for Coach. So happy for uh, for Kansas, uh, our fans. It just means the world to 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 them and. Uh, as far as six years of college, I figure you stay around long enough, and you you're uh, you're bound to you're bound to get to get one. So, no, I was a uh, I was a uh, super blessed to be a part of this group. Um, just getting to see these guys work day in and day out means the world to me. Um, I was glad we were able to get one. In the back toward the right side, Remy, this is for you. Uh, two part question. First of all, can you talk about your journey coming here and playing with these guys, and then? tonight's performance by you in the second half. You hit three big threes, big defensive play as well, too. And what propelled you to just uh, be able to, to come in there, take those shots with confidence? Uh, yeah, I mean, this year has been, you know, uh, a tough year individually for me. Um, just injuries and, and just, you know, uh, you know, hard to find a groove sometimes. But, you know, it felt, it felt great, man. These guys have been amazing throughout the whole process. They've always, you know, kept me going and they always, you know, gave me confidence and I uh, couldn't ask for a better group. And the second half, um, I just came in there, try to, you know, make something happen and shot, shot the shots with confidence and um, just try to make plays. You know, Dewan, you know, did a great job and the team did a great job of, you know, getting that lead back. And I just didn't want the deficit to, to change. I wanted to, you know, keep going and extend that lead and um, I'm happy that we did that back the room on the right side Steve Hall global basketball this question is for David McCormick after trailing about 15 points what was the turning point that you knew you had a chance to win um Honestly, I didn't see it as a turning point. Uh, like I said before, I was in the locker room just telling the guys, like, just believe in yourself. Like, have fun with it. It's our last game regardless. If you, you know, you do what you need to do because uh, that's how we got here in the first place. Don't, don't doubt yourself. And then we came out second half. Juan dictated the game on defense, and everybody else just followed suit. I mean, he's a floor general. Um, he can lock up anybody in the court. And um, he just came out with great energy, and we followed the same way. They were talking about you. They said nice things. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Love you, Juan. Up front to the left. This will be our last question. Any additional requests have to go through Chris Tyson. 
National Championship SID, Chris Tyson. Deshaun Tate from the three-point conversion. Congratulations <laughs> to you guys, first of all. Um, this question is for Coach. This obviously puts you in a different echelon, a different conversation in terms of coaches that are active and those that are not, that have won multiple national championships. How much going into this game was that on your mind and just your overall thoughts on winning your second? Uh, you know, that, that wasn't on my mind, but, but uh, you know, I, I do feel that as many good teams as we've had over time, that uh, we could have had more than one. So uh, uh, even though, uh, like I said earlier, I, don't, I, I never felt pressure from anybody that we had to do this. But I, 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 I knew with what we've had that we could have very easily done more. So I, I, I actually think it's, it means a lot to me. And, 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 and this year, you know, I, I don't know how these guys feel about me, but uh, I've never felt more connected to a group than I have this year. And, and when you go through stuff and when individuals go through stuff, you know, everybody deals with crap. Uh, uh, but I never said a word to these guys about anything I was going through. But they, they rose their own level to a level that propped me up. And so this, this is what makes coaching the best uh, because, uh, you know, players can learn from coaches, but certainly uh, coaches can learn from players. We want to thank and congratulate Dewan and Christian and Mitch and Jalen and Coach Self and Ochai and David and Remy. Thank you guys for joining us here all week. Congratulations. All right, that was uh, the Kansas Jayhawks, and they were enjoying the night, I can tell you firsthand. Enjoying Bourbon Street, enjoying French Quarter, enjoying New Orleans. So were the North Carolina fans. Listen, when you lose, the first thing you want to do is uh, – Grab a couple of, of uh, hurricanes from Pat O'Brien's and forget that that night happened. Uh, GK, your thoughts on just this uh, tournament? As uh, again, we've we've talked about this several times. I am not a college basketball fan until tournament time. Despite my USC Trojans losing, I thought this was a fantastic tournament. I agree. I agree. Wonderful tournament. I think everybody showed up. I mean. It doesn't get any better than this when you have a team from Jersey, <laughs> Jersey oh, City yeah. even, right? The yeah. Peacocks uh, coming out and, and upsetting the world. And then you also still have the Blue Bloods for that Final Four. So, I mean, this tournament, it did not disappoint. I mean, I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't think that the tournament, for me at least, being a huge college basketball fan ever really does disappoint. But yeah. this one in particular, especially since Duke was, uh, you know, kind of highlighted in the, uh, and uh, Armand and I mentioned it earlier but we basically uh, yesterday but we basically said you know the fact that they weren't distracted um, and made it to the final four was phenomenal so kudos to everybody that was in that tournament and uh, great job from Kansas it was amazing all right that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe stay healthy this is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.